Welcome to another episode of, to the second episode of Catholic Mindset Podcast. As promised in the first show, I mentioned I was going to do an episode on the topic of grace. I believe this episode is important because it's going to lay down the foundation of the work that we're going to be doing with this podcast. I'm basically going to do a summary of the movie that I saw in the website Formed. If you haven't checked out Formed, it's a Netflix for Catholic movies and books and shows, educational material. There's a bunch of stuff there. You should check it out. So there is a show called Grace. It's just a short movie, 30 minutes, and it describes Grace in a way that has transformed my view on what it means. It has transformed the way I look at the Mass, I look at the Eucharist, I look at my day-to-day life. I see it as important to share it here because it's you're going to understand everything else is a little slightly different. And if you already know this definition of grace, great for you. <laughs> yeah, but in my case, it was the first time I heard it in this way. So here we go. Welcome to Catholic Mindset Podcast, where we will explore Catholic fundamentals. I am your host, Alejandro Cervalli. Join me as I explore the plethora of knowledge of our faith. Every part of our being is created in the image of God, including our minds. We must begin to imitate the mindset of Christ Jesus. What we learn here, I encourage you to contemplate, practice, and incorporate. We will look into the basics, prayers, traditions, histories, and practices used by our church to gain union with Christ. I pray that what you learn here enriches your heart and soul. Please subscribe to the podcast and sign up for our newsletter information in the show notes. All right, so as explained in this movie called Grace Informed, it talks about grace in three words. Share divine life. These are very powerful words of love. You know, shared divine life. You know, it explains that shared divine life is our Father sharing His life with us. God implants His life in a way within us and transforms us. By means of His life, we are able to know Him, to love Him, and serve Him in this life. You know, sanctifying grace is what we get when we are baptized. This is when God infuses His grace into our lives, allowing us to share in His life. I mean, think about the union that is being proposed here with this term. Grace will help lead our lives. Grace will nurture this life and take us into the next. Even St. Peter writes it in his letter. And he says, we are partakers in the divine nature, meaning that we actively participate and share in God's divine nature. Right? We are mend to walk in union with that divine nature. I love this part when the the priest explains the early fathers of our church used the concept of theosis. Now check this out. Theosis means God became man so that we can become like God. I mean, that, that merits alone years and years of study. The word key, of course, here is like. It's the like here that's key. So how close can we be to the Father? How close are we meant to be to that shared divine life, to that divine, eternal, life-giving love? 
Jesus Christ speaks about sharing the life of the Father as he does. If you think about it, that's what Jesus Christ came here to do, to tell us that our lives are beautiful, that our lives are important, that we are made from the Father, that we can love the Father like he does. Jesus Christ speaks about grace as something very intimate. I like how they point out in this show the parable of the vine. Christ says that he is like the vine and we are like the branches. And this is the part that really got me here because, I mean, I've, how many times have we heard have we heard this story in church, right? The priest continues and says that we share in the very sap of life, right? I don't know how many of you know what sap means. Sap is like the blood of the tree. Not only are we attached to the Father in the outside, but also in the inside, in our blood. The definition of grace as shared divine life. You know, another image of grace is when our Lord Jesus speaks to the Samaritan woman by the well. Jesus speaks about living water. You know, Jesus says, everyone who drinks this water from the well will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks in the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What Jesus is saying here is that he's offering us his own life today so that it may keep us until we can rest with the Father forever. See, the water that Jesus is offering is a union with that divine life, with that divine love. An understanding of divine grace is not enough, right? On its own is not enough. We have to live a life of grace, growing grace, and that requires us to act in response to the grace that we have in us, that gift that was implanted and shared in us from our baptism. God's gifts are already within us. The work of every day, our sacrifices, our charity, the challenges, the prayers, the sufferings, all these done with love are things that can expand the capacity of our grace. If we are living lives of grace, we're going to act in ways that we affect society and that relationships that we keep in a particular way. A society that puts the things of God first recognizes that human beings are made in the image and likeness of God, that we are made holy. You know, the sacraments are the principal and the most important ways that we receive the grace, the main ways that the Lord dispenses his grace amongst his people. When we look at the lives of saints, you know, we can see that there's many saints showing us and teaching us that there's hundreds of ways to sanctify our lives and according to the words and the teachings of Christ. Now, the saints are great examples of grace. Each saint, in a way, is an outcome of a great working of grace. So the priests in this movie continue teaching us that these saints have allowed the gift of grace to be fully fruitful in their lives. And the beauty is that you have regular people, men, women, children, married couples, priests, nuns, kings, soldiers, and more. All these have allowed grace to work in their lives and sanctify their lives in their day-to-day. -day. In this show, they tackle the question, can we lose the state of grace? Yeah, of course, we can lose the state of grace. You know, in the scriptures by St. John, he says there are some sins that kill. St. John is talking about mortal sin, of course. They did not kill the body, but they killed the divine life in us. St. Augustine, the great doctor of grace, says, 
Without grace, we're nothing. But with this grace, we can be everything. Now, we cannot talk about grace and not mention our Blessed Virgin Mary, right? When the angel visits her, check this out. When the angel visits her to invite her to become mother of the Savior of humanity, the angel says, Hail, full of grace. Mary shows us the fullness and perfection of grace. We wouldn't be here today if Mary would have not given her yes. We would not have eternal life if we did not have her yes. Amongst all of God's creation, He chose Mary to play out our salvation, right? How can someone chosen by God not be in fullness with God's life, in full union with the Lord to be our great, in Greek, Theotokos, which is the God-bearer? Think about that for a moment. Now that we know that grace means shared divine life, and the angel greets Mary saying, Hail, full of grace. What does that mean to you? How in union must have Mary been to be recognized and hailed in that way? Hail full of grace. Basically, the angel was saying, Hail Mary, who is filled with the divine life of God. To continue the teaching of this show called Grace Informed, I'm just going to keep plugging it in because you should go check it out. You know, it concludes by saying that, the work of our Christian life is to cultivate the garden of our lives and to have a full flowering of grace. It is by grace that we become what we are meant to be. It is essential that we understand grace and how it plays in our lives. Grace makes us compatible with God and it's in this life that we have to gain a union with Him without being in a state of grace. When we move to the next, we cannot gain it we tend to underestimate the gift of life itself. And we sometimes underestimate ourselves. Christ teaches us the opposite. We have been created for greatness and to be great lovers of our Lord. Christ wants us to walk with him. Every Christian is called to sanctify their lives. Grace allows us to participate in the eternal life of the Almighty Father. This is another part that I like about this show. Grace is not a superpower, but a super love. God works through love, humility, and fruitfulness in grace. It is the super love from God in us that will move mountains. I encourage you to go and use this definition of grace when you go to Mass, when you take communion, when you see other people, when you share with your friends. Grace is shared divine life. It's yours. Take it live it.